A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and Smackdown, but also NXT, AEW Dynamite, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown this evening and an eventful show you sense with the return, Michael Hamlet, of one Roman Reigns. Presumably, yeah. Um, we would have assumed he would have been back this week after not appearing last week. Um, but then in light of real-life events, mm. his appearance feels more of a necessity, doesn't it? it like, we're... It's all, like we like to have a bit of fun on a Friday SmackDown preview, don't we? But, like... It's hard not to like address Jimmy Uso off the top. Mm. And obviously he was so heavily involved in the Roman Reigns storyline, not just as Roman's sidekick, as Jey Uso had become, but we'd certainly fantasy booked. And it felt like that was the clues that were yeah. being given. That there was something longer term here. Jimmy was playing a admittedly quite illogical long game um, about the whereabouts of Jay, about exactly how much Roman could trust him, all of that kind of stuff. And you do wonder just how much of that could be thrown out by this uh, latest DUI. And to tie that back to, I guess, us previewing storyline-based stuff, how they might have to pivot a little bit with Roman Reigns. What they do have on their side, if they choose to eliminate or eradicate Jimmy Uso from the story completely, is the fact that Edge battered him last week. So they could easily say that he's off television as a result of the injury sustained by Edge. And then, of course, you've got Roman Reigns kind of having no choice to face up to this vengeful full of beans, full of piss and vinegar edge because he's taken out Jimmy Uso. Like, that is a very ordinary story to tell where you can avoid what's happened in real life. I kind of hope they do. I found it a little bit distasteful when John Cena made jokes of it. Like, it's an awful situation Jimmy Uso has found himself in, but it could have been even worse, you know? Mm. And I think it's good not to make light of that. My worry is that Paul Heyman or Roman Reigns will toss a line out there about yeah. it. I would rather keep it, keep this pro wrestling. Like, it plays into your hands that you could just say Edge took him out. And then Roman has no choice but to face up to Edge. He's he's run away from him. He's sent Jimmy Uso in to take the beating. Now on the last SmackDown in the Thunderdome, mm. he has no choice but to but to brave him. You know. Yeah, the final SmackDown before fans return. Oh, bouncing off the walls with excitement for that to happen. Uh, but like you say, uh, awful news coming out. Obviously, it's, it's a stupid decision that, that that Jimmy Uso made. I mean, I can't get away from that. But also. Considering his history with all this, he's clearly someone who, who needs help. So we're not going to, you know, completely lambast him. But obviously, just it, just don't get behind the wheel of a car after having a drink. It, mm. It's really it's really easy and straightforward sometimes. Um, 
but obviously we hope he will hope he gets better and, and wish him well in his recovery with all this. Um, it'll be intriguing to see, like you say, WWE's reaction to all this. And I'm, I'm concerned. I think I think it was Sidgwick, but it may have just been a, a random Twitter account that suggested that Paul Heyman may well Paul Heyman this, like you say, and, and utilize it. I'd much prefer, I'd feel a lot more comfortable, like you say, if it was just glossed over in storyline, mm. uh, obviously not something to just be glossed over in real life, but glossed over in storyline, he's taken out by edge. Uh, Roman Reigns is almost like, on his own now, and that's or, or sometimes when the the the, the darkest side of, of Roman Reigns comes out. Um, you obviously don't want the confrontation or, or even really any physical interaction between them this week. You obviously save that for next next week, which is not only the first SmackDown with fans, but obviously the go home uh, for money in the bank. And uh, yeah, he's uh, and also speaks volumes that it didn't do well in the ratings. Not that that's you know the be all and end all, but. It didn't do well in the ratings that with the lack of Roman Reigns on this show, whether or not, you know, people went, well, where is he? I'm just going to tune out or whatever. Or the fact it was a bit of an iffy show last week may well just force them or at least encourage them to re- return to, yeah, Roman Reigns front and centre, which is exactly, exactly what you need to do. Um, but I'm, I'm loving this this Roman and Edge storyline for something that I just thought would be effectively a throwaway match at Money in the Bank before we get to, you know, something big at, at SummerSlam, perhaps. You make a really good point about the ratings as well, you know, because it's not just like the, it's WWE, isn't it? Just because Roman Reigns wasn't there last, last week, that's not to say he wouldn't have turned up by surprise in the main event segment, for mm-hmm. example. But obviously the fact that he wasn't there in the opening segment doing Roman Reigns bits for 10 minutes or being seen backstage with Paul Heyman, that was enough of a tell to let people know that they could switch over. It shows maybe his drawing back. It's, there's an uncomfortable pattern emerging yet again about Edge, perhaps not moving the needle. Remember this conversation came up before WrestleMania um, in this specific spot. Like last week's show was more about edge than it was Roman. And that's the one where the, the number dipped slightly. Um, but I'm with you. I hope they kind of don't lose faith in this and at least get them some money in the bank because I think you've got, I think you've just got like a hot match. I know that's maybe a bit boring sounding and a bit of a milk toast take, but this is the first pay-per-view with an audience. We like where we're, we had it with Dynamite on Wednesday. We were already tiptoeing towards it as it was. Um, it's WWE's turn now, isn't it, at what they can present in front of a crowd to try and keep them hot. And I think Edge and Roman Reigns is exactly that. Mm, yes, I hope it's less milk toast and more milk steak. Do you know what it is? <laughs> um, obviously, as I said, this is the the, the go-home show for the go-home show for money in the bank in terms of the blue brand. Uh, a couple of matches, which we'll talk about in a second. But first, I want to talk about the, the women's side of things. We've got two of the four spots uh, for, for the SmackDown Women's Money in the Bank ladder. Well, the SmackDown side of the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match field. That is, of course, filled by Carmella and a returning Zelina Vega last week. Liv Morgan has, has fairly obviously made a case. And I see people on Twitter all the time going, sorry, why isn't Liv Morgan in this graphic yet? But she hasn't officially qualified for Money in the Bank. Is tonight the night she finally does that? Or is there more twists and turns for you? I don't think this is the week because I think next week is. Yes. They seem to have observed that, and we've said this before, like almost jokingly, there is a enormous fan base for Liv Morgan. It would seem, certainly online. Um, I'm not particularly endorsing stan culture. However, for the longest time, there has been a huge community of people that like don't just want Liv Morgan to get on television or get a win here and there. They want like her to have the world. And I like I like Liv Morgan. I'd, I don't resent that idea. Like I certainly I like don't a have a finisher as well. 
I yeah, like I think she's somebody that obviously cares. Like it was an excellent network documentary on her where you can just, it was yet again, another one of them network pieces where it's just like, well, it just looks really hard to work there. Yeah. It's, it's not about the rest of it. It's just about the fact that like, that can be a pretty miserable existence. It's the Simpsons. You can just about see if you slow play this where her <laughs> heart breaks regarding her return or the riot squad or anything like that. Oh uh, yeah, but there was six chapter points that that described. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, it, like, so yeah, like built a huge amount of inbuilt sympathy, I think, as a baby face. And this has done a reasonable job of ratcheting that up. She is obviously being played a little bit by Sonia Deville. She's having a thumb put on her for some reason. That's annoying because they're being incredibly inconsistent with the general manager characters at the moment. Like the Sonia Deville Adam Pierce rivalry appears to have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Sonia Deville is neither heel nor baby face, yet for some reason is like oppressing Liv Morgan. I, I really hate the inconsistencies that are at play here. And as we've kind of joked about, she has to be in it because there is no fucking women's division. So like the match needs her more than she needs it. For me, this is that one week where you draw that out and Sonia Deville does something. It appears to be her screwing with Liv Morgan, but whatever. Liv Morgan finds herself in circumstances where like, all right, this week, just all you have to do is just, and it's, I don't know, I beat Zelina Vega or beat Carmella again or whatever. And she falls short this time. Mm-hmm. This is the time where it absolutely would have been, yes, it's happening for you. And then they screw her somehow, like she's distracted or whatever. Like they protect her, I guess, in defeat. And then she gets it next week and they test just if this, if this like online following can be manifested in an arena, she gets entered next week to it like a huge bap. And if it's not a huge bap, then maybe there wasn't like such a thirst to push her in the first place. But they just test that on... Put it like this, right? They make decisions on the day. They test that on Friday. They could give it a briefcase on a Sunday if it's big mm. enough. So I think like it's an opportune time to like really judge what they've got here with Liv Morgan. I've got mixed emotions about my own fantasy booking of this, but I'm going to explain it anyway with the caveat that if Sonya Deville does not feel ready to return to in-ring action, which is completely understandable, then don't do this, obviously, right? But yes, the, I completely agree with you. I've sort of asked the questions I often do, knowing what the answer is going to be. But yes, this is not the week that Sonia Deville says to Liv Morgan, I choo-choo-choose you. But <laughs> I think, count, including my booking for next week in all this, because like you say, it's like, well, Bailey and Bianca Belair are busy. Sasha Banks isn't here. And there's a very limited number of other women on the SmackDown roster, especially the ones that could argue, oh, I should be in Money in the Bank. Like the fact they've had to, you know, fantastic to see her back on WWE TV, obviously, even though she lost, but great to see Selena Vega back in WWE. But the fact they've had to bring her back and immediately just oil her in after a, well, not before a loss, I should say, speaks volumes. I think if I'm booking this and Sonia is up for it, because you and I booked her in it from three months ago, <laughs> I think Sonia comes out. Liv Morgan, come on, Liv Morgan, come out, all right? We should, you know, elephant in the room sort of thing. Because Sonia should play a heel. Like, she weirdly had that interaction with Charlotte Flair a few times where she, like, liked her, but Charlotte was being, I don't know. Anyway, comes out, says, look, we've got two of the four spots filled. It's time to to fill another spot. And it should be someone who, uh, you know, over the last few weeks has really uh, made a prominent case uh, for a spot in Money in the Bank and, 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 you know, showcased her talents on Friday night SmackDown. And that's why the third entrant in the uh, SmackDown side of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match is me. It's Sonya Deville. <laughs> she puts herself in. And then next week, because it's such an obvious, like, clear popper, Gauntlet. She has to beat Carmella, Selena Vega, and Sonya Deville to qualify for Money in the Bank. And 
through shenanigans or help or just just downright bloody hard work she does it i love that i think that would would like you say get her over even more because she ain't winning the money by briefcase i have to tell you this it's gonna be little miss bliss and that's what's gonna happen but it'll be a nice journey nonetheless yeah i think you're probably right about that they um she's gonna you know like last year becky was like ask her you thought you were uh like winning that case for a contract but open it up and the belts inside like this time around this year, isn't it? It's Alexa was like, I thought I was climbing the ladder to get a briefcase with the belt inside. Bumped up the briefcase. It's Lily. She was in the case all along. <laughs> Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. Yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's talk about the other side of things in terms of the men's qualifiers uh, for the Money in the Bank ladder match. We've got Biggie and Kevin Owens confirmed from SmackDown and two matches tonight in theory. Two of these four men, although I've got something I want to say about this, will qualify tonight. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Please, God, let Cesaro win this. Surely, Hamflet. It's got to be, hasn't it? I, I I don't hate that they've done Owens and Zayn and Rollins. Oh, Christ, these were WrestleMania matches, man. Friggin' hell. But, like, these matches have been used. The, the feud enders have been used to qualify for Money in the Bank. That's sort of cute that they've, like, thought, oh, well, we'll use these payoffs to mean something. Um, but, yeah, I hope Cesaro wins. I don't need to see... So I like, and I've given credit to, them having Seth Rollins be a little bit aggrieved that Edge has just slid into the title shot when he believes he deserves it. And it makes sense that if they're going for Edge and Rollins at SummerSlam, it's going to be Rollins pissed off with Edge. Well, when Edge doesn't win the title, Rollins is going to be pissed off. Like, you wasted the opportunity. I'd have beaten Roman Reigns. Like, that's the kind of thing Seth Rollins would say. I'd have beaten Roman Reigns and now I'm going to beat you. Or whatever. However they get to SummerSlam. It just feels like that's the... And I, and I like that. If you put Seth Rollins in money in the bank, then he loses all that agency because it would have just been like, well, why didn't you just win that golden ticket? Yeah. And you wouldn't need a, the big match with Roman. You could have just waited. Like, Edge could... Edge's whole argument could be, 
I mean, why didn't you just watch some of my tips? That's all I ever needed to do. Mm. Like, you should just be an opportunist. So it really, like, takes the wind out of Seth's sails if he's somehow entered into money in the bank. It's WWE. They could have it go to a screwy finish and put them both in. Like, are the two slots free in the men's match? There are, but there's another qualifier, let's not forget. Okay, so that's sorry, but, like, not including the other qualifier. Is there enough oh. space for, like... Because there's three men from Raw, isn't there? I think Raw's maybe filled all their slots. Raw got all four. I try not to concentrate that much when I'm watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, yes, they're all filled. Ricochet, Morris, okay. Riddle and McIntyre. Oh, uh, yeah. Drew got in, didn't he? I was, I was thinking that like Raw had only used... I mean, they could always point in. They did like a seven-man chamber once, didn't they? So... Yeah. Christ, they did. Yeah, six pods. Um, uh, the... Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Cesaro. Long story short, it does have to be Cesaro. I feel like it undermines the whole thing they try to do with Seth Rollins as the guy waiting in the wings for. I mean, he thinks it's currently Roman Reigns, but by SummerSlam, we all know it's going to be Edge. So, I, like, I'd, I'd like that they've laid some groundwork, and I hope that's what they follow through with. Yeah, it seems really easy and straightforward that Seth Rollins can't can't beat Cesaro and shouldn't be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and that will, you know. He's, on, he's clearly at a breaking point with that weird sort of like anger turning into, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not angry, I'm fine, I'm fine, <laughs> sort of thing that he's doing backstage. So yes, have Seth Rollins, or maybe, you know, this arguably is the one of the very few times where, yes, I want obviously Cesaro to definitively beat Seth. But if this is the week where Cesaro not necessarily steals one, but small packages him when Seth Rollins thinks he's got the match won, for example... And he's like, no, 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 no. And it's too late. That's it. Cesaro's qualified. That would, you know, boil a lot of Seth's piss in particular and lead to, oh, I know what I have to do on Sunday now then. And we all know which way this is heading. Before we get to the other qualifier, I just want to say a quick word for the Alpha Academy because they're, they're getting a bit of agency. Whisper it. But they could be the next tag champs, couldn't they? I, I want to say more than a bit of a word. Are you sitting comfortably? Because I've got quite a few words on this. Are you ready for this, Obon? Right. Smackdown previews back. Here we go. Alpha Academy. Uh, I've been looking pretty good lately. Otis is playing quite the destroyer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, like cut hair, shaved beard, all that sort of stuff. Chad Gable seems to have unlocked the beast within. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and they're the best tag team on Smackdown currently, really. They've kind of like, they've done away with virtually everybody else. This week on SmackDown, Rey Mysterio returns and he says, um, I need to apologise, not just to you, the WWE fans here in the Thunderdome for the very last time, but to my own son, Dominic. I've been feeling nothing but guilt and shame ever since Roman Reigns threw you into space, <laughs> especially when I couldn't even defeat him for the Universal title. I'm so sorry, son, for bringing you into this world. I should never have done that. I love you. And I just want to say that our love is more important than these belts. So here tonight, I want to formally, and then he gets a, no, 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 it's Chad Gable. And he stops Ray doing what we all think he's going to do, which is surrender the tag team titles. And he's like, no way, no, that's not how this goes down. We don't want to get thrown in some stupid tournament. We don't want to have to win. Like we've battered you guys before and we're going to batter you again. Like wherever Dominic is, find him. He's, he's backstage in the Thunderdome somewhere wherever Roman chucked him. Find him, dig him out, and you drag your son to money in the bank, and then the Alpha Academy will finish the job. You're not a coward, are you, Ray? And then they kind of like play to Ray's ego a little bit when he's come out there to protect the legacy of his son. Mm. And Ray's like, you're on. I'll get Dominic, and we'll put you in your place at money in the bank. See you there. Blah, 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 blah. And then they don't. The Alpha Academy destroy 
the Mysterios at Money in the Bank. Ray, yet again, is just trying to protect his son. He covers Dominic's body, but oh, it just splashes the pair of them. Oh. And, that's how, and that's how the Alpha Academy win the tag team titles. And then we're born, and then we're born, what happens? I know. Dominic <laughs> turns a dad. Dominic turns a dad. Dominic turns a dad. And we get to SummerSlam. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I, I think we've kept pretty quiet about this. But between me and you, we don't put this on a podcast. We've often thought that Ray and Dominic should fight each other at SummerSlam. Mm. Bit of a twist, I know. Um, and I just think this is a nice way to get there. I, wild, I know. I, I, I didn't. I should have probably briefed you on this before we started recording because I guess it's a bit out there pitching Ray versus Dominic. But what do you think? I just love the idea that there's some people out there in the world who always, for years, have been striving for things like you know, maybe Cesaro could be world champion if WWE <laughs> got their hands all. I think I think Cena's going to finally turn here, and with I, just please have the Mysterios fight each other. I just want to see Rey Mysterio. It's not difficult. Electric chair is dad on a ramp. <laughs> Fans are back. We've waited now. We've been good. Yes, love it. I think it's right. And uh, maybe even Dom joins the Alpha Academy off the back of it. But yes. Oh, I've got then, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I, I think they should and will become tag team champions, even if it's partially a little bit transitional, because we all know when Vince looks at poor bloody Chad Gable, he's one of the most talented guys they've got, and Otis, who had a character to play, but is now just... Yeah, whatever he is, a destroyer. <laughs> just, yeah. just bulk from Power Rangers. What's your thing? I'm big and mean. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it may be transitional to put it back on the street profits or whatever, but regardless, you know, hop, stiff and a jump to potentially the Usos versus the street profits at, at SummerSlam again for the tag, tag titles. Again, I say, I say again, have they fought? I don't know. Regardless. It'd be very, very exciting. Um, every time we talk about this, I get excited. Anyway, let's conclude uh, by talking about the final Money in the Bank qualifying match uh, for the final slot on the men's match from the SmackDown side of things. It is Kingsuke Nakamura versus Sad and Broke Baron Corbin. Or is it, Michael Hamplett? Can things get any worse for Baron? Well, I mean, can they get any worse for us? I'm just glad to see these two <laughs> like lock horns. Yeah, again. Yeah. You to the in the year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So uh Nakamura is like has won everything really out of all of this. He's got a new gimmick, he's got nice new tights, it's got like a slightly updated name and look and all that sort of stuff. So I have a gut feeling that. Corbin might somehow sneak into Money in the Bank. I know it isn't particularly in keeping oh. with. I know it isn't particularly in keeping with what they've been doing with this character, but it's very in keeping with them trademarking Happy Corbin, isn't it? Oh, very in keeping. That's what's that's what's created this um, like sense of suspicion I've got over this Baron Corbin thing. Because why have they trademarked that? Where are they going with it? Is he somehow, you know, like last year Otis caught the briefcase? <laughs> like, yes. Could that be the moment? <laughs> Could this be the moment that like Corbin's look turns around? Like it flies through the air and it lands in his hands and he's like, everything's been going wrong and now maybe things are going to be all right. And th- like all of a sudden he cheers up and he's and he's happy Corbin. I don't know. Um, cheer up. Cheer up. Um, yeah. Oh, don't care. Actively dreading the match. I'll go with Corbin. I have been fantasy booking this all week long. Okay. 
I think I've even alluded to it on other podcasts. So at the moment, right, according to minor Michael Hamlet's booking, we'll get to the people that are there and the people we're thinking of there. Ricochet Morrison, Riddle, McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro are the seven, which I think, again, heels and baby faces almost don't exist in WWE. <laughs> Makes that five faces. Ricochet, Riddle, McIntyre, Big E. Oh, wait, Kevin Owens answers. Wait a second, one second. Is Morrison the only heel in this match right now? It would seem that way, yes. Yes, yeah. I, I, sorry. Six faces. You cannot have <laughs> another baby face in this match. So whoever beats Kingsuke Nakamura, which I think they're going to do, is going to be in the money the bank. But it's not going to be Baron Corbin by my booking because... I'm sticking to it. It's my last chance. It's going to be Sami Zayn. He's doing it. He's getting a last chance. Look, uh, obviously he got battered and I don't know his, his injury status. I know he was suffering obviously off the back of that wild last man standing, standing match last week with Kevin Owens. Epic match that. But, skin, uh, sorry, Baron Corbin. I'm just rubbing it in again here. <laughs> Baron Corbin, he broke. He got no money. And I think there was even a WWE.com exclusive of him selling a watch or something. Yeah. Not just sad. He's sad and broke. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, Sami Zayn's not spending that money on a camera crew anymore. So he's got a little bit of extra excess cash. I think he buys Baron Corbin's spot and beats Kingsuke Nakamura, right? Because then you've got bloody Nakamura versus the Money in the Bank holder, Sami Zayn, to keep him busy after Money in the Bank. It's it's still, at time of recording, it's still possible, Michael Hamlet. What's Sami Zayn's purpose if it's not like winning Money in the Bank this year? What's it all been for, you know? Like, he's got to, it's got to come good for him. Like, we talk about sad Corbin. It's got to come good for Sami Zayn at some point, hasn't it? Yeah. Like it I, just, I, I love, you know, Big E, obviously, he could win that briefcase and they could do a Drew McIntyre thing, which I'm not asked about, if I'm honest. Riddle, yeah, great. That's obviously a good storyline there. Morrison, Ricochet, yes, obviously. Owens, naturally. Cesaro. But imagine Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> it does need heels. You have highlighted a problem there. It doesn't need heels that much. It needs heels and it doesn't mm. need a grumpy, sad heel. It needs... A bell end. That's what yeah. happened. Oh, <laughs> sorry. This is, I, I mean, this in the nicest possible way. Another bell end alongside John Morrison, who's going to be great as well, uh, who I yeah. really enjoy as a character too, as, uh, on Monday Night Raw. So just like, come on, please. I know you listen. All I want <laughs> things for Christmas. I've heard Money in the Bank this year. Mysterious to tell each other. But Sami Zayn, the match. You don't even have to win. I just want the opportunity. Because remember when they went, oh, yeah, Sami Zayn might be in the match. And then they went, oh, no, bro, bro, put him in a bin. And I was like, oh, <laughs> please. I'm, I'm begging. I'm begging here. But I think that's quite actually genuinely quite a good booking, as biased as I am. No, I agree. And I, like, and the thing is, I don't just want it for Zayn. I want it for you. So what? I kind of like... I feel like you've talked this into existence to such a degree that I want it for you at this point. Like I, it's one of those times where like I worry about the conversation we're going to have the next morning or on the like the post show like review or something like that. If, oh God, he's not going to get his way. This is going to be trouble. Like 
He couldn't even do like, I've even, I'm like, I'm expanding, I'm doing MCU here, pamphlet, right? At Money in the Bank, <laughs> backstage, right? Someone, because it's Money in the Bank for some reason, someone set up a big roulette wheel. Come on, roll up, let's just have a bit of stuff. And on the screen in the background, obviously looking at it weird, right? And on it is Money in the Bank matches going on immediately after Money in the Bank, sorry, with Sami Zayn holding a briefcase and skanking around with it, right? And some chumps are there who aren't wrestling, right? And someone goes, hey, Corbin, and he's there. And uh, he goes, whoa. whoa. That, that should have been you. Look, Sammy's won the briefcase. That would have been you if you hadn't sold his spot. What did you get for anyway? And he's like, oh, all I got was this bloody oh, bag of magic beans or whatever. But it's a, you know, a, a small a small bag of coins or notes or whatever you want to do. All I got was this. Chucks it down on the table. No more bets, please. What? No. The, the coins are already on the table. The balls runs out and stops. 69 i don't know i don't know i've not played really if i'm honest nice nice and then it, it comes in corbin's looks changed and that's the catalyst for happy corbin but i've got a bit of look i don't know who cares i've missed this i didn't have a smackdown preview last week i need to make up for it mugged him off by saying uh i want to sell you uh this lottery ticket and sammy then thinks he's like playing four yeah. this is last week's lottery ticket but like somebody just says hey corbin uh you realize that was this week's ticket Whoa, 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 what? He checks the numbers and it's just like Sami Zayn's cost himself a hundred million dollars. And the conspiracy continues. And then, like I say, you can have Zayn versus bloody Nakamura. And the winner is the king and the money in the bank briefcase holder. The winner is Mr. King in the bank. There you go. Jesus Christ. It'd have to be that because there's no money in the king. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts. Ed, it's right now. Who cares? At what culture <laughs> <do you> <laughs> I've missed this. You can follow both of us on Twitter. Follow Michael Hamler at... Not today. Don't follow me. Uh, go and wish happy birthday to at real Kevin Nash. It's Big yes. Michael's birthday. Go and say happy Let birthday. On the news. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling. For daily wrestling podcasts, including our SmackDown review, which I believe will be out on Monday. And uh, it's going to be probably quite hungover, regardless of what happens to England. It's coming home. Um, uh, but yeah, subscribe to What Called Wrestling for that one. Uh, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.